0: give you the praise and we give you the glory. Thank you for being so faithful. The Bible says with men this is impossible. But with God, nothing shall be impossible. Somebody say amen. Amen. If you want to walk in that room, let me hear you say a louder "Amen." amen. Beloved, look up here let me assure you one thing. The Christianity that you practice and still be depressed. That time is gone. Somebody say amen. Amen. Now pastor, are you saying that the Christian cannot be depressed? I'm saying that's not what I said. I said that time because there's an activation in the spirit. So much of life. So much of the life of God in us. So much presence of the anointed one. And the Bible did not tell me that the fruit, that one of the fruits is depression. The fruit of the spirit is joy. Somebody say joy. And that is your portion. in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. You do that which only you can do. Are there places in our lives that we have come to the end of the world today you make one in the name of jesus whether it's in our physical bodies whether it is mental psychological financial in relationship in any area we have gotten to an end today the anointed one you are here make a way in the name of jesus thank you precious father this morning by the grace of God and in the spirit of God. I want to continue sharing with you. The secret. Of. Seeing. Experiencing. And working in the power of God. Friends. The time has come. That the Jesus we have preached from the pages of the Bible. That men will begin to see him live. Somebody say, "Amen." That he comes out from the pages of the scriptures and become the reality of the life that we live. Friends, if Jesus is alive, we must see him. We must see him do things to prove that he's alive. Otherwise, the Bible becomes like any other religious book. Full of stories. But the Jesus will serve is alive. But if he be alive, we ought to see the manifestations of those lives in every aspect of our life. And I told them this morning, those who want to see more, will see. Some will see a loud man now those who want to pack where you are that's fine you are saved you are saved you can be saved and full of diseases full of all kinds of issues and you still go to heaven is that true you can be saved and be a very poor person and that's still okay but I know that there are those who want to see more they want to experience more they want to live for this life And if that's, if that is your hard cry, you are in the right place this morning. Somebody say amen. Number one, the ministry of Jesus was characterized by two things. I have said this over and over. He taught them and then he demonstrated what he taught. He preached the kingdom of God and he demonstrated that kingdom. How did he demonstrate it? He did it by healing the sick, freeing everyone who was oppressed of the devil, bringing to liberty men who are captive. So on one side he taught them so that they can live their lives in the wisdom of the kingdom. I have said this over and over. African man is not interested in that aspect of power. But how many of you know that in every day of our life we make thousands of decisions? And there is no doubt in my heart this morning that if the majority of those decisions come by the wisdom of God, you will come out better. Somebody say, Amen. It, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's business, whether it's relationship whatever it is, we have a wisdom. And to walk in that wisdom of God is power. So Jesus taught them over and over. And then he demonstrated further by healing the sick. Please give me Matthew chapter 9, verse number 35. Let's begin from there. Matthew 9, verse number 35. Matthew chapter 9, verse number 35. Just to confirm to you what the nature of The ministry of Jesus looked like. The signature of Jesus. His ministry. Now, everybody read with me with a loud voice. One, two, go. Jesus walked throughout the region with the joyful message of God's kingdom. When he taught in their meeting houses and wherever he went, he demonstrated God's power by Healing every kind of disease and illness. What is the difference between disease and illness? What's the difference? Disease and illness. What's the difference? Hmm? What's the difference between disease and illness? Let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. Can I help you? Whether it is disease or illness, it doesn't matter. He healed them all, and that's why the Bible put it there. Whether you classify it as disease or illness, whichever classification you give it, the Bible says He healed. Every kind. Somebody say every kind. Oh, no, no, you say every kind. Beloved, if Jesus did it then and he's alive, he has to do the same thing now. That's the only way we can prove that he's alive. Not that we prove, but he will prove himself. Because he is the same yesterday, today, and what? Forever. He does not change. The Bible said he walked. Look at that. Walked. He trekked. Throughout. That's why I said, you may have been playing around with this church thing, but may you receive a new fire today in the name of Jesus the christianity of the manager jesus tracked some of you to listen to message of nawala he trekked throughout the region what was he carrying the joyful message of god's kingdom realm if it's a joyful message it was producing joy in their heart. Somebody say, happy, Amen. And the Bible says he taught, and I explained it last Sunday, this thought is not just teaching. This thought means that Jesus was providing a skilled training. Did that go? He skillfully trained them that those who want to work in this reality must be skillfully trained. He skillfully trained them. Look up here. You can decide to live an ordinary life. How many of you know that God is not angry at that? You can live your life ordinary. That's cool. He has saved us, he has saved us. But I dare somebody this morning to step forward, the little girl. And then you start to see. That this Jesus we've been preaching in the Bible is not just letters. It's life. That he can rule and reign in my life and in your life. And when men see you, they know of the truth that God is alive. The Bible says he provided skillful training in their meeting houses and wherever he went, he demonstrated God's power. And I told you last Sunday that the power of God must be demonstrated. It must be seen by the eyes. Lord I pray that which we have read that which we have seen that which we have heard may we see in the name of Jesus. And so as if it was not enough even in the ministry, ministry of his disciples Jesus also brought them to this same place, let's look at Luke chapter nine, verse number one. Jesus transferred this same thing, this same idea of ministry, to his disciples. Watch this. The Bible says Jesus summoned together his twelve apostles, and he imparted to them authority over the what every demon. Somebody say every demon. They think they fear you, eh? <laughs> ah Marco can deliver is. We thank you, Jesus. The Bible says He impacted unto them. There is something I want to say now, I will not explain it but may the spirit of god give you understanding watch this he impacted unto them that means he gave them authority but ask yourself this question is there a difference or should there be a difference now that i have been made one with him should there be a difference he impacted unto them authority over demons but now that my life is no longer me that lives, is the anointed one and his anointing living inside of me should there be a difference don't answer the question go home and think the bible said he gave them power authority over every demon and the power to heal every disease again every disease every place we read you see that the world, every kind and every disease is there. And I come this morning with authority over this house. No disease survives here in the name of Jesus. What he did then, he's ready to do now. That you may go home knowing that Jesus is alive. It's not theory we read in the scriptures. But we also see in our eyes. That he heals the sick. The Bible said he gave them power. Authority. Give me verse 2. Let's see what it says. First number 2. Then he commissioned them. Watch this. I just want you to see side by side. How both of them go. Preaching, teaching and healing. Then he commissioned them. To preach. God's kingdom went. Again, God's kingdom went. There has been a lot of preaching about God that is mixed up with the wisdom of men. There has been a lot of teaching that is a little bit about God, a little bit about man mixed up together. A little bit about Christ, a little bit about Moses, a little bit about law, a little bit about grace. The Bible says he taught them specifically that their message was God's kingdom ran. And in order to demonstrate that, he says, and to heal the sick, to demonstrate, everybody read, that the kingdom had So we are no longer praying the last prayer, may your kingdom come. Because the kingdom is here. Somebody say amen. And if the kingdom is here, you've got to feel the reality of the kingdom. The Bible says, The healing of the sick is to demonstrate to show men that the kingdom has arrived. It's not going to arrive, but it has arrived. The anointed one and his anointing is here. And the Bible says, and he sent them out and gave them this instruction. Jump to verse number ten. Quickly, verse number ten. Let's see what happened. Months later, this is the report. The apostles returned from their ministry tour. And they told Jesus, what? All the wonders and miracles. Somebody say, I believe in miracles. Say it like you mean it. I believe in miracles. And you will see it in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, all the wonders and miracles they have witnessed. Jesus wanting to be alone with the twelve quietly skipped away, slipped away with them towards Bethesda. Show me what happened next line. I want to show you something. But the crowds soon found out about it, and they took off after him. When they caught up with Jesus, watch again. Now, Jesus was on quiet time, but the people kept looking for him. And the Bible says he graciously welcomed them and did what? and did the world have you seen that at every encounter he taught them have you seen that every time you saw them he taught them what we're talking about is not motivational speaking what we're talking about is not nursery rhyme. no we're talking about Didasco provide them skillful training to them more about God's kingdom then. If he said no, that means he has taught them before. Is that true? Now he said them again. He taught them more of what he has taught them. Every time Jesus taught them, he was trying to bring their mind up to the realm of God. He was trying to have them disconnect their minds from the realm of man to the realm of God and how many of you know as the scripture says with man many things are impossible with man there are many can't do's is that true but with god all things are possible somebody say a loud amen in the house with my god all things are possible friend we are going to this realm of possibility say a loud amen." amen when nothing shall be impossible And trusting God to not only heal, but to heal incurable diseases. Those ones that men have said, there is no hope. Those ones that medicine have said, there's nothing we can do. Go home and manage it. That's what the Bible says. So with men, it's impossible. But in the power of God, there's no impossibility. And your eyes will see it. If the Spirit of Christ, if the Spirit of the Anointed One and His Anointing is in us, I've got to believe Him for crazy things. I have to stretch forth my faith. To look beyond what men say is not possible. Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. Every time Jesus taught them, he taught them not of man's realm but of God's realm, So that they can stop looking at what man say is impossible. And start looking at what God says is possible. To train their mind. To discontinue they are operating on the limitations of man to bring them up to the reality of God so he methodically taught them about God's kingdom realm and in order to show them that that realm supersedes this one he healed the sick does that make sense to anybody this morning he healed the sick again look at the bible says he taught them more about God's kingdom and healed you see the word again all of the all let me say all he all all who were sick now listen, it didn't matter whether their sickness was diabolical it didn't matter whether it was psychological it didn't matter if it was mental it didn't matter if it was just a matter of biology or your family tree. They say, everybody, remember, in the realm of man, there are things that are steady. They say, everybody in your family always has the disease. And we don't dispute that, because that's the realm of man. But in the realm of God, you are set free in the name of Jesus. Friend, God asks me to tell you this. If you want to write, you write this down. It is not a matter of what God has not done or a matter, listen to me carefully it's not a matter of what God has not done it's a question of where we are living from it's not a question of what God has not done it's a matter or a question of where we are living from whether we are living from man's kingdom realm or god's kingdom realm because with man many things are incurable but in his realm oh in the realm of god nothing is impossible so i begin to believe god for to cure incurable things Those ones that doctors have said. No way. I dare to believe him. If the spirit of. The anointed one. Is alive. Then we have to see it. Friend. I speak to you this morning by the spirit. It's a matter of how far. You are willing to go. It's not a question of what. He has not done. It's a question of where we are living from. We cannot afford to come to church and be religious people and live from man's realm. We've got to live from God's realm. And the amazing thing is that this he has made available for all men. Not just for me. Not for you. But for every one of us. That's why he has filled all of us. With his spirit, ask yourself when you go into the sit and ask yourself, where am I living from? What are the ideals? What are the doctrines? What are the philosophies? What are what is the wisdom that drives my life? Don't forget, whatever knowledge you welcome, you do what you become. What is it that rules my life? I guarantee you, friend, if you live in His realm. We see the impossible become possible. We see the impossible become possible. Look up here. And this is not a pastor thing. And not saying a pastor. No, 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 no. No, no. No. And look up, let me tell you something. Because I say, glory. That the Lord has been speaking to me about. And I give you small, small. <laughs> Where the church, small, small. I give you small, small. As a minister, there are some things you desire. And like any other person, I've desired many things. Until God began to lift up my desires. I've tried to minister to people based on what i think is giftings and i look up here there's nothing wrong about that but we are coming to a new wave of glory when it is not about the gift of a man but it is about who is in that man if i have gift to heal people with a certain disease That means all cannot be healed. Is that true? Is that making sense? But if the anointed one himself and his anointing is doing the work, that means I have nothing to do with it. Listen to me carefully. I have nothing, absolutely nothing to do with it. There are days when they used to go to church and they said, that pastor is anointed. No. And that's okay. But we are coming to a realm when they will go home and say, I saw Jesus. They say, how did you see him? I saw him in a man. Because everything that you read that he did, he would do man. So it's no longer about gifts. I am no longer after gifts. No. Those were the first fruits of the spirit, but we are coming into the full harvest of the spirit. We are all will be healed. Somebody say, oh "Lord, Amen." Thank you, Jesus. Just say with me, "Thank you, Jesus." Whatever you are say, "Thank you, Jesus." We give you praise, and so beloved, it is good to read about. good to read about them. And as you hear these words, beloved, you've got to be sensitive. If there's something wrong in your body, as these words go forth, you feel like checking. Please check. Somebody say amen. You feel a sensation somewhere. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It's the glory of the anointed one and his anointing. There's nothing we cannot find a man. There's nothing we have to do. But it's 100% of his work. It is no longer about a man. It's about the anointed one and his anointing. Continuing his work. And so the ministry Jesus did in Capernaum, in Nazareth, in Galilee. He continues the same ministry now he ministers to me in me and through me and that's also your own case don't forget the one that lives in me also lives in you is that true your holy ghost is not genuine your holy ghost is not genuine your holy ghost is not genuine it's not the genuine one you have is not a junior one, it's not a watered one. Look up here the same anointed one, and his anointing that was in Jesus is the same one that you have, it's the same one, and that's everything God has done is for that reason to bring us to clean us up. that the anointed one and his anointing can take residence in our life so in the same way he healed he will continue don't forget it's not me it has nothing to do with me i don't have no anointing i don't have no gift no the only thing is that there is one who continues his work he only changed bodies friends understand the mystery of God. He only changed bodies. First of all, the anointed one and his anointing was in the body of a Jewish man called Jesus. And uh, this week, I've been teaching about the five dimensions of the ministry of Jesus. So, what he was doing was to show us what is possible. Somebody say amen he was only demonstrating to us for three and a half years jesus simply showed us what is possible for the new man in christ after he did that he changed form because of that the physical natural man called jesus the jewish man has to take away, be taken away so that that same anointed one and his anointing can live in all of us. So that the work he did in the hand of that man, that Jewish man called Jesus. The work he did. Don't forget Jesus Christ. Christ is not last name. I hope you know that. I hope you know that. Jesus Christ. Christ is not last name. Christ means the anointed one. If you explain the name is Jesus, the anointed one. So also I will look at you and I will say my brother, the anointed one in the name of Jesus. We'll call you the sister, the anointed one. In other words, that last name he has is also now our own last name. Jesus Christ simply means Jesus the anointed one and so he changed shape and removed himself from the sin so that he can multiply in all of us glory to Jesus you are here this morning you are full of him you are full of him he just don't know yet but I pray that that which you need to understand you will receive in the name of Jesus that's why I said again. Okay? That Christianity of and they go church, then go home, go depressed. Uh-uh. We don't pass that level. Because how can the anointed one and his anointing, how can you be full of the anointed one and his anointing? And yet there's no life, no, it's not possible. So let's go back and look at what has been the problem. Why has it been difficult for many to receive or to work in this reality? First, look up, let me tell you here. The first problem that we must deal with is religion because it's religion that disqualifies, it's religion that gives conditions, it's religion that tells you here are the five steps to work in miracles it's religion that tells you oh if you don't do it like this it will not happen like this at the end of it it brings hardness of heart when you lay your hands on somebody you can feel how hard their heart is because they've been indoctrinated with all these rules these laws and these rituals may you be free today in the name of jesus completely free let me show you an example mark chapter three give me verse one me show you an example of how bad and terrible this is let me show you how terrible this is watch this then jesus left them and went again into the synagogue why is he always going into the synagogue to teach them to teach them that's why he's always going into the synagogue he always goes to teach them the bible says where he encountered a man with an atrophone. Is that how to pronounce that? Atro. The American, give me the thing, give me the thing. How do you pronounce that? Atrophy. I like that. Amen. <laughs> it sounds like tongues. <laughs> this one is the one we understand better. Paralyzed hand. So he encountered a man in the synagogue who had a paralyzed hand. Watch this. This man has been a member of the synagogue for long. And in that synagogue, there were people who thought about God. Next line, I want to show you how wicked the religion is. Listen to this carefully. So, understand the setting. They were in the synagogue. Jesus walked in. He hasn't said anything yet. He hasn't done anything yet. But look up like this. Everyone was watching Jesus closely. To see if he would heal the man on the Sabbath. He has not said anything yet. They sent to quote, I give them. They are watching him to say, "Okay, let us see whether this man." They have they forgot that somebody has a problem in their midst. Their problem is not. They are not concerned about the man's problem. If the man like, maybe keep his hand like that, it doesn't concern them. When it looked like a solution was coming, they started to watch. Let us see Jesus let us see whether he will heal on the sabbath that means the sabbath was more important to them than the life of their brother and that's exactly what religion does today listen friend Jesus did not die for a building called church he did not die for an institution called church he died for people people to you, The anger that I came with is when I realized that church had become about institutions no longer about the life of the people. So we ask them to debts to build institutions. If he needs to collect the last penny they have, we will collect it in the name of God. If he needs to suffer them if he needs to suffer them if he needs to make them useless as long as they keep coming because for them it's about the institution it was never about the life of the man and that's why for those institutions that's why they keep giving laws rituals you must do this you can't do this okay by the time you add all those things together to receive becomes impossible May you will say free to them in the name of jesus the Bible says they watched and see. And why were they doing that? So that it would give them a reason to accuse Jesus. Not of healing the man. But of breaking the Sabbath. Because to them, Sabbath has become God. That's religion. Things are sacrosite. Sabbath. And if you're a member of this church, I'm sure you must have had a thought on this. The Sabbath, the day Sabbath, Sabbath was a type and shadow to show them the rest that we have in Christ. Christ says, I am the Lord. Jesus asked them, Was man made for Sabbath or Sabbath for the man? But for them, it was about the Sabbath. Why were they interested in Sabbath? They want to please God. They want to please God. Next line, give me the next line. I love Jesus. Don't forget, beloved. As I studied these stories, the Holy Ghost said to me, Look, Jesus loves to save. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Jesus loves to heal. Somebody say, Amen. And he has never changed. He's still doing the same business today. And so Jesus, radical, said to the man with the paralysis, Stand here in the middle of the room. Remember, this thing was always in circles. Jesus brought the malasaya, stand here in the middle. Look at this. He asked them. Next line. He asked them. Then he turned to all those. Why? Because he could read their thoughts, right? He could read your thoughts. <laughs> when I started thinking about, about those dimensions of reading people's thoughts, I thought it was bad. <laughs> I thought I was going a little off until I saw this and if it is by the spirit of God, you can't use it to manipulate anybody because sometimes i have to understand the pattern of your thinking to be able to help you is that true good jesus knew your thoughts and he turned around and i said which is it is it against the law because they were talking and remember the sabbath is a law is it against the law to do evil on a sabbath or to do good <laughs> To destroy a life or to save one, Jesus asked them. See them now. The Bible says, But no one answered him a word. That same Jesus is here asking the same question. Church is not a place we put rules and regulations. It's a place where we allow God to embrace men. Some will say, hey, Amen. No matter their weakness. No matter their weakness. No matter how terrible they are. We embrace them. But no one answered him a word. Next line, give me the next line. I love Jesus. Then looking around everyone. He looked around all of them. Those hard-hearted men. He looked around all of them. Don't forget, these people are supposed to be God's people, no these people are rabbis, pastors, bishops, imams. Look up here. Today, when this dimension begins to break out, the first people who will complain are church people. First of all. They'll be the church people. They say, watch them. But you see, God has taken time to train us up. To build us on the doctrines of life. The Bible says Jesus was moved with indignation. Watch this. And grieved by what? The hardness of their hearts. It's a religion that will see somebody suffering. They say, three days drive faster, or God will not answer you. They don't care about your medical condition. They don't care about the state of your body. They said, because. See, their heart is so hard, so they also think God's heart is hard. They say, This one, nothing else will do if not seven days dry fasting. And as they're saying, they're saying, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. They believe that for God, your father, to do something, He has to first punish you, and the harder the punishment, the better. This is why, friend, it has become difficult for people to receive from God. We have made too much rules, too much how tos, too much rituals. If you don't call the name of Jesus seven times, it will not work. That one came from Babylon's house, it's a chance. You know, for God to work, you have to do that. Like, who told you? Except if it's your work. If it is his own, he knows what to do. As you sit down here today, there's no doubt in my mind that God wants to do something unusual for you. You start first by allowing the Spirit of God to detox your heart of all these things. I love what Jesus did after he looked at them all over, he comes to the man and said, now stretch out your hand the Bible says as he stretched out his hand it was it was say that word instantly is this the first time we heard hearing this word in this series? No it's instantly, the man's hand was instantly healed may we witness instant miracle in the name of jesus because the anointed one watch this the one who did this is in us right now that suddenly your ear makes pop. no hands lay no drama but as you hear these words the of god impacts life into your body thank you jesus watch this watch this after this happened the pharisees who are the pharisees church leaders expert bible for you to be a pharisee you have to be expert bible teacher these are the leaders of the people of god the pharisees look look at the pharisees left up the verse look for the meeting left outwardly and began to put together with the friends and supporters of Herod Antipas on how they will kill Jesus. Look at that. Look up here. What did Jesus do? He healed a sick person. That's all. He didn't collect money from the man. He didn't do anything wrong. But on behalf of God they are angry at Jesus. And they went home, and began to plan, or had to kill him. <laughs> religion is evil. Religion, the thing that tells you that God will give you sickness to teach you a lesson is evil. When I started saying religion is evil, people say, no, that's too hard. They try to tell me, oh no, you know, you have to say it in a particular. I said, no, it's evil. Ladies and gentlemen, is this not evil? Jesus healed one of their own brothers not a stranger this man has been with them and watch this I don't have time to explain the dynamics of this miracle but do you know that the man's right hand is the hand that makes him somebody? and the verse said so we got to kill this Jesus but what did he do he healed their brother. He healed their brother. He healed their brother. They told us those days. Even if your mother is sick. In the village. Your tithe belongs to God. I said eh. Hey. They say, yes. Even if your mother is sick. Oh Jesus. Think about that friends. if your mother is sick you are tired so God is not interested in the sickness of your mother as long as you bring him the tights and they looked at us and said thus said the Lord no that came from the hardness of their own heart It came from the hardness because why? They are trying to please God. It doesn't matter if they have to kill you, if they have to starve you, whatever they have to do, as long as they feel that they are pleasing God. I remember one of them saying to me, saying to us, it doesn't matter, you can even give the money and the woman still dies. Every wall of religion was called down in the name of Jesus. Friends, look up here. You see, when we teach here, you may not understand some of the things, but we're engaged in the war to bring the doctrine of the kingdom reign. That the wisdom of God will bring to love the wisdom of man. That God's heart will be seen, so that people can receive easily. That is the that is the core reason why people struggle to receive. But. So I promise, as I want to round up now, to share with you the secret. What is the secret to seeing, to receiving, to experiencing, and walking in the power, in the miraculous power of God? What is the secret? Anybody want to hear the secret? I know we like secrets do want to hear the secret? Are you sure? Uh, no, it doesn't look like you are ready. Maybe we we'll move it next Sunday. You want to hear now? Look up here. The secret is, there is no secret. <laughs> you see? The nature of man. When I say secret, mm, you want to find the secret. You are looking for procedures, right? The truth of the gospel is that there is no secret. Don't look for one. It is in looking for those secrets, those techniques and stuff that receiving becomes harder. What did I say? There is no secret. When you say a man, say, the secret of the dimensions. Wrong! know why? Listen to me carefully. Every miracle of God is designed to show God's love. The reason God performs miracles is to demonstrate his love and his mercy and his kindness. How do you know that? Look at Jesus. He didn't ask this man or whatever you do will make your hand bend. He didn't ask the man, did you live right today? Or how many days have you fasted? He just encountered this man. He never asked the man, look at this, look at this. The Bible says that the disciples of Jesus saw a man that was born blind. And they asked Jesus, who sinned? Is it the man's parents or the man does it even make sense? Does it make sense? A man is born blind, they ask who sinned for them, it was a matter of sin. Uh, this man must have done something terrible if not his parents, maybe the man. But the man was born that way, so what could he have done when he was not born? You see, the religion makes sense, but they, they are trying to find a fault. Why were they asking the question? They were trying to find a reason. There is no secret, friends. Go home today knowing, expecting the miracles, expecting God to open doors for you, expecting your bodies to be healed. Why? It's a demonstration of God's love. No conditions, no rituals, no drama, no secrets. Sometimes you want for a believer. There's so much guilt in their mind because they have not met all the requirements. They ask which one is missing? Which one is missing? Which one have I missed? Haven't you wondered when people call you, they get frustrated, they call you. They say, okay, pastor, what next should I do? What do you mean? They say, I have prayed. I have fasted. Have you heard that before? I have fasted. I have given first fruits they are following patterns the more we follow those patterns look up here look up here look up here the more we follow those patterns the further we go away from the heart of god the more we make up those rules those secrets those rituals the further away we go from the heart of god this man may return to his heart in the name of jesus look up here every miracle of god and jesus proved this to us he didn't ask them questions no rituals no he just healed them it didn't matter who they were i'm very sure that inside of those groups of people he hid there were people who were quarreling with their wives there were people who were owing money there were even bad people in their midst. i can guarantee you that it didn't matter. It didn't matter what be their case. It didn't matter what be their matter. It didn't matter any matter. He simply healed them. And the Bible came saying he healed all. So that you know that everybody was healed. Including the tax collectors. The Yahoo boys. Don't worry. When you get sense, no person will tell you make you forget Yahoo. But now, you are Yahoo or no Yahoo, He's willing you simple because so that you will see his love, every miracle is a demonstration of his love. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Somebody say amen. Let me hear you say a loud amen. Pardon your head, first of all. We want to begin as I round off now. We want to begin first of all with a prayer of repentance. Repentance simply means change of mind. That's why we want to start before I do the other prayers. Repentance simply means change of mind. Now, whatever you are, this hour, whatever has faith, or whatever you know or think that disqualifies you from receiving from God, you want to change your mind and say it doesn't matter any longer want to feel and experience his love. It's a prayer of repentance, beloved. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Look into your heart. Is there anything that looks like an obstacle? Places you think you have not done right. I'm going to be praying for some people, but let's begin with this. Kida Bakoto Skili Bragadesh. Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory. We accept you. Just ask, friends. Listen to me. You just need to allow God to love you. Stop the struggling. That's what I'm talking about this morning. You don't need to prove anything to God. You don't need to prove anything to Him, friends. Just stop the struggling let his hand carry you. That's what I'm saying this morning. That's the prayer of repentance this morning. Just relax. Just come down and let him love you. Let your body receive his hand of love. Let your family receive his hand of love. That's the repentance this morning. Just say to yourself oh, Father help me to simply relax. Help me to stop struggling. Help me to stop trying to believe myself. That your hand of love. That your hand of love. Will reach me. deeper the maybe I need it most. Oh, that my heart. Will feel your love like never before. I will wake up knowing your love. Experiencing the fullness of your love. Thank you, precious Father. We give you the praise and we give you the glory. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Everybody stand at your feet. Listen. You're going to pray now. And you're going to ask Jesus. Listen, friends, listen to me carefully. You're going to ask for his miracle hand to touch you in a particular way. Whatever that may be. Think. Let the Holy Ghost in you lead you. We're not praying an ordinary psychedelical prayer, but in this house today, whether you want, whether you need it instantly, you're going to ask right now that the miracle hand of Jesus will touch you in an area of your life. That's what we're going to do. Let's begin all over this place. All over this place, all over this place. Let his hand touch you. Something that is miraculous. Oh, Spirit of the Living God. Move into this place and begin to grant every request. Oh, the beings, the saints of God. Begin to perform right now as they pray. Mark out brackets to scandalize brigadeya. Zap out brackets to hallo back at the man to liberate us. Let your hand of miracles. Let the angels that perform them move in this place. Replace body parts right now in the name of Jesus. Inkeribus be gone. Inkeribus be gone. In the name of Jesus. What they say cannot be cured malinga nako breke tush The work of the Anointed one that has anointed. Let him move in this place, granting every request, healing every sick body, lifting up every depressed soul, opening miraculous doors. In the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Let's make a demand in this atmosphere right now that he grants you something miraculous. That he does something, a touch of his miracle a touch of his miracle a torch a touch that comes from him 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 a torch that comes from him kale a touch that comes from him a touch all over this place a torch that comes from him something you to us something that you know is his something that only him can do ask and receive for there is an open door there's a place for that in the name of jesus there's a place for that Zebende ketu shkande libra dush, nobody parts in the name of Jesus. What medicine can make cure is cured. It's been cured in this place now in the name of Jesus. Makom brakondesh kande libra dush, zaborande makorobo shi brabea, rekanoroobo shi brandeesh. Peace be still. 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 In the name of Jesus. Peace like never before. In the name of Jesus. Like never before. But everything confirms that everything conforms to his will. In the name of Jesus. No more struggles. No more struggles. No more struggles. No more struggles. In the name of Jesus. No more struggles. In the name of Jesus. Peace be still. Everything in your life that looks like the still waters. The voice of the anointed one. And he's anointed right now. Speak peace in the name of Jesus. Every story in your life is here by turn. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever has brought you sorrow. Whatever has made you cry. Oh, in the depth of your heart whatever that has caused you to shed tears from the depth of your heart thank you jesus let the joy of the lord come in right now in the name of jesus oh thank you jesus every tears is about by the bliss with sounds of victory the sounds of joy the sounds of celebration Thank you, precious father. We give you praise. Prescription. Let me give you divine prescription. It's in Romans chapter 8, verse number 2. It simply says that the spirit of the anointed one has liberated us from the law of sin and death. We are now walking under the law of the spirit that supplies life. Beloved, inside of you, you are full of life. Somebody say, Amen. And because of that life, nothing dies in your body. That's your prescription. Take it and eat it. Take it and eat it. Master it. Take it as a prescription as a tablet. It's medicine. This medicine is from the kingdom realm. It's from God Himself to you. Take it and read it and chew it. Because now, as if there was not enough, the Bible says, and if that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you, he will supply life to your mother bodies. That means it's possible that every cell in your body is weakened. Somebody say, Amen. Eat of that bread and come back full of life. Somebody say, Amen.